Hello and welcome into another episode of Lockdown Wolves. Today on the show, talking more about the 15th and final roster spot. Are there any former Timberwolves that were on the team last year that remain unsigned that could be candidates for that spot? One spoke recently on a podcast that he was surprised he's not back with the Wolves. We'll talk about his comments as well as all the other former Wolves that were on the team last year, where they're at now. Some remain unsigned. We'll break it all down here on the show today. Welcome in. You are Lockdown Wolves. You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked on Wolves. Happy Thursday, everybody, and a big thank you for making Locked on Wolves your first listen every single day. Of course, the show is free and available everywhere, including YouTube, as well as all of your favorite audio platforms, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. You can find Locked on Wolves. You can also watch on the Locked on Sports Minnesota app on both Roku and Amazon Fire TV. You can down, uh, download that at Roku and Amazon Fire TV and listen to this show, actually watch this show and all the other great Minnesota Lockdown shows. It's a great time of year for Minnesota sports. Download the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app today at Roku and Amazon Fire TV. You can also follow this show on Twitter at Lockdown T-Wolves and also at B-Beacon. And that's with two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N. All right. Um, I want to talk a bit more about the 15th and final roster spot. Of course, uh, we did a bit of a roster, I guess, review breakdown uh, numbers, not necessarily players on Monday. Um, And and the cliff notes are each team could have 21 players in training camp. They can have 15 on actual guaranteed deals. They could have three two-way players. Um, And where the Wolves are right now is they have 14 players. They have two two two-way players within a restricted Nope, a qualifying offer out to Matt Ryan, which makes him a restricted free agent, uh, a two-way restricted free agent. And they've got two non-roster Exhibit 10 players in camp. Dacian Nix, who was signed over the weekend, and then late last week they signed Veet Krejci, uh, formerly of the Atlanta Hawks. So two, two players. So what that means is we'll still have that one guaranteed spot available. Um, they still have their two-way available, although it's tied up with the qualifying offer to Matt Ryan. They've got a couple of other essentially non-roster invitee spots. Um, we talked a bit on Monday about players that they're rumored to have interest in. Um, you know, they, Are they going to bring in an outside player? They've worked out point guards. Are they going to bring in like somebody like a campaign who, uh, according to Darren Wolfson of KSDP and Score North in the Twin Cities earlier this week, he said that the Wolves were, quote, kicking the tires on Cameron Payne. Uh, who of course is a legit rotation. He's he is a backup point guard. Like he's probably one of the better backup point guards in the league. He's still out there, and uh, after being waived by the Spurs, after being traded to San Antonio from Phoenix this offseason in a roster spot freeing move, he's available and he's a good player. Now I asked the question the other day: Would Cameron Payne, like, would he would would he be a top ten player in the Wolves rotation? Right, like he would be the best backup point guard in the rotation, but is the Wolves' best nine or 10 guys that are part of the rotation, would Cameron Payne fit into that? Because somebody loses minutes if that's the case. And they spent, you know, they signed Shake Milton, they signed Troy Brown Jr., they brought back to kill Alexander Walker, they obviously have Kyle Anderson and Nas Reed. Wait a minute, there's your five bench guys in addition to your five starters. Where does campaign fit? And you can make the argument that he's a better fit than Shake Milton, but they've already signed Shake Milton, right? Um, and I'm not sure that he is either. I'm just saying you can make that argument. So, Yes, he's the best player available, but would he sign with the Wolves for a, a minimum-ish deal 
and not be guaranteed any minutes. Like if there's nobody else that has the money or the minutes to give him, maybe. But I think Cameron Payne's probably not a realistic option for all of those reasons. Um, Because I think he'll have better options just in terms of guaranteed playing time. Uh, The Wolves are are also reportedly interested in Lamar Stevens, who's a bit more of a defensive-minded combo forward, if you will. Um, A little bit of an undersized four, um, you know, not offensively a, a great three, but like he's somebody that could play a role as a defender, right? The Wolves have interest in him. They also reportedly worked out Kennedy Chandler, rookie last year with Memphis, just one year in the league, and Alfred Payton, who's been out of the league for a couple of years, um, I guess since last year was his one year out of the league. But Alfred Payton, they also worked out. And they've also got the non-roster exhibit 10 guys they've already signed in Krejci and Knicks. So those guys are all candidates for that 15th spot. Um, And I, I think sitting here right now, I'd be surprised if any of them were the guy. My guess is the Wolves bring in a couple more exhibit 10 players um, or a couple more you know, preferred walk-on type players, if you will, into training camp and then make the decision at that point to either elevate one of them. Perhaps they go to one of their two-way players, probably not Jalen Clark because he's still out recovering from the Achilles injury. So um, you're looking at Luca Garza. You're looking at uh, potentially Matt Ryan if they figure out the the restricted free agency thing, or they bring in somebody else and they rescind the offer to Matt Ryan. Maybe one of them gets elevated to a guaranteed roster spot or guaranteed contract in that 15th roster spot, or maybe they bring in somebody else. It may, I doubt it's Knicks or Krejci, but maybe it's one of them or somebody else that then later gets that 15th roster spot. So a lot of things could still happen there. Um, what I want to do today, beyond building that out a bit further, is talk about uh, other former Timberwolves players. And, and by, for, by former Wolves players, I mean guys that were on the team just last year. And if there's any chance that they could be back on the roster. And this was... This was initiated by comments that Austin Rivers made on the Bill Simmons podcast. Um, and if you haven't listened to it, uh, the Bill Simmons podcast is, uh, well, first of all, Austin, or Austin Rivers actually has his own podcast on the Ringers Network. Um, but he appeared on the Bill Simmons podcast and talked extensively about the NBA. It's a good listen. I mean, he talks, obviously, grew up in the NBA with his with his dad uh, being a player and a coach. And then Austin Rivers himself has bounced around quite a bit. So he's got some interesting Timberwolves nuggets in there. Talks a lot about Anthony Edwards. Uh, talks about some other former Timberwolves players. But the most interesting and most relevant piece of the conversation was related to Austin Rivers' time in Minnesota. So I want to spend a good chunk of today talking about that and if it would make any sense for Austin Rivers to be back in Minnesota. So first, um, and it... it Again, it's a good listen. Go listen to it. I do want to give a shout out to uh, Zone Coverage. Um, Joe Rogers at Zone Coverage transcribed a lot of the Austin Rivers conversation. So I'm just going to read from his transcription of it. Um, but but again, the whole conversation is good. So go listen to it. It was the most recent episode of the Bill Simmons podcast that Austin Rivers was on. But um, go check that out. But here are some of his comments. Again, transcribed by Joe Rogers at Zone Coverage. Uh, Austin Rivers comments about, about being in Minnesota and not being on the roster now. Because he, by the way, is still a free agent, right? So he said, um, I remember multiple times last year calling my agent being like, bro, I found a really good spot here, man. I get along with all the guys. Anthony Edwards is like literally my brother, man. I talk to him all the time. Whether I played there or not, I really like that kid. He's a talented player. I got along with all the young guys. I got along with Finchie. And then everybody knows Tim Connolly. That's my guy. He brought me to three different destinations, maybe even four. So I just felt like that was a home. I was counting on going back there this summer, signing back there. I didn't think that was going to be an issue or anything. 
I, he said, sorry, I didn't think that was going to even be an issue or a thing where they looked in a different direction just because I outplayed what I even got paid anyways. If we're going to be honest, I got a non-guaranteed contract and I'm finishing games for them and guarding the best player just about every night. And then when I'm not playing, I vocal and loud on the bench the entire game being a positive influence whether I, whether or not I was playing. They would come to me before the game and say, hey, we're not going to play you. I wouldn't say a word. I'd go, all right, I got you. I'll be involved in every time out standing up. And then the next game, he would come to me and be like, hey, you're going to start. You got to guard John Morant. That's a hell of a like, that's not normal for a lot of players. You know what I mean? So I thought I handled that pretty well. It seems like, yeah, I had the weirdest blanking luck in the NBA. The ironic thing about it is people always talk about me and my entitlement or like me and my privilege just because I played for my father for three years. But the reality is, man, I was an elite and I am still, but I was an elite scorer that got drafted to a team where I wasn't even, I wasn't supposed to even put in a position to do that. Okay. A lot to unpack there. That's a that's about as long of an excerpt as I'll read on the show, um, or as long as a, a, a quote as I'll repeat. Um, so I want to kind of take it piece by piece and talk about some of some of the things Rivers said. Um, a lot of it's true, right? And, and I don't I, like. I was, I was, I liked the River signing at the time, which was what last July, because the Wolves had that open roster spot and this was non guaranteed. They had a couple of guys on not fully guaranteed deals. Um, and Austin Rivers, I thought it made a lot of sense because he could do a few different things and, and there was no risk. Um, do I think he makes sense for the 15th roster spot? Well, we'll talk about that next as well as break down a bit of what uh, a bit of what he told Bill Simmons. So we'll do all that here next. Today's episode of Lockdown Wolves is brought to us by our friends at Jace Medical. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. If you're not familiar, go check out Jace Medical. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form. You might have to jump on a quick call with one of the board-certified physicians, but it's really easy. You just get gone. You you are able to get ongoing care from one of their physicians on any treatment-related questions. It's doctor-created and doctor doctor rec- recommended. And the headline for me is just don't be caught unprepared. I and and by the way, it's a really easy process too. I ordered one last week. It came within a week. Um, package really safe. Safely um, protected from the elements, all right there in a nice zip case. Uh, the idea here is, as we head into the fall and the winter and travel season, don't be caught unprepared. If you're on the road, you need antibiotics, you get stranded somewhere. Uh, Jace case is the easiest way to get all that stuff quickly and to have it on hand in a nice travel case. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. And Jace handles everything from the online evaluation to the licensed pharmacy medication delivery, plus the ongoing consultation and care that I mentioned. Um, it, it really is a, a really smart solution. Um, if you're looking to be prepared for what could be the unexpected, we all know what the pandemic that happened recently, storms, like I mentioned, winter season coming up, um, supply chain issues. It makes more sense to be prepared now than ever before. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using my code Locked On at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's jacemedical.com for your additional $20 off, J-A-S-E medical.com. A big thank you once again for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every day. Of course, every day as we are back to a daily show. So we'll be back again on Friday. And then, of course, all next week, we'll get to roster previews. Training camp actually starts, I think, next Wednesday. We're within a week now of training camp starting. So that means next week, the player preview series will start. We'll spend at least a half show on most players on the rosters, a full show roster on a full show on probably the top six to eight guys in the rotation, um, breaking down what they did last year 
basically all of them spent their season with the Timberwolves. Well, that's not, I guess, most of them, except for Milton and Brown, spent at least part of the season with the Wolves. But we'll recap what they did last year, and then I'll preview my expectations for their role and, and their production level for the Wolves this year. So that's upcoming here uh, throughout next week. All right, so continuing the Austin Rivers conversation, let's start with what he said. Um, so he talked about having a good time in Minnesota, Tim Connolly bringing him to multiple teams, which is absolutely true, right? Connolly brought him to uh, Denver. Connolly brought him to, um, I guess Denver was the main one. He was, uh, let's see, where else was he? I guess it was probably just Denver, right? Is where Tim Connolly would have brought him, um, unless I'm missing something. He said he brought him to three or four places. But, um, it, I mean, I guess Denver and Minnesota, that's two right there, right? Uh, so the Tim Connolly stuff, he said he got along with Finch. He said he got along with the players. And then he talked about uh, how he said he thought it wouldn't even be an issue or a thing that he'd be back, which I thought was interesting. Um, and maybe this is his agent's fault. I don't know. I never thought he'd be back on the team this year because he had a kind of a bit role anyway. And the Wolves, obviously, that was like Austin Rivers was a was a functional end of the bench guy last year. And he ended up playing. I mean, he's right. He played more than I expected. Right. Um he was on a partially guaranteed contract coming into the season. The Wolves actually gave a fully guaranteed deal to Bryn Forbes. They ultimately ended up waiving him. We'll talk a little bit more about Forbes later. Um, and Rivers was fine for what what he was. But when you're upgrading a roster that was already a playoff team and you're bringing back an injured player in Carl Anthony Towns, you're not moving mountains in the top five in the rotation, right? You're trying to improve incrementally the rest of the roster and the fit. So the Wolves swapped out Torian Prince and Jalen Noel for Troy Brown Jr. and Shake Milton. Um, they kind of tweaked their approach at the way end of the roster, letting go of Nate Knight. They kept Jordan McLaughlin. And then this is one of those decisions where like, hey, could we make an incremental improvement from Austin Rivers to, you know, one of these rookies that we bring in, right? Could that roster spot be better used for a Leonard Miller? Could it be better used for, um, you know, uh, I, I guess in this case, I mean, Austin Rivers was never a top 10 member of the rotation. And, all, you know, I guess, what did he finish? Ninth in total minutes on the team last year. But he was ahead of Carl Anthony Towns, who was injured a bunch. He was ahead of Mike Conley, who only played 24 games with the Wolves. He was ahead of Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who only played 23 games with the Wolves. At the end of the season, he was behind all three of those guys in the rotation, right? Um, and the only one above him in minutes played for the team last year that wasn't with the team was D'Angelo Russell. So effectively, he was 11th in minutes, if you, if you kind of correct for when guys joined and left the team. He wasn't going to be in the top 10 of the rotation anyway. He just kind of found his way in because of injuries, because of illness, because of, I mean, nobody on the Wolves played more than 79 games and only two players played more than 70. Only Anthony Edwards and Jade McDaniels played in more than 70 games for the Wolves last year. That's where Austin Rivers found his minutes. So sure, there's some value in having an end of the roster guy that you can plug and play. Um, but I mean, the Wolves are expecting now to be able to do that with the guys that they're replacing him with. And the, the play is, hey, these guys are all going to be better options than Austin Rivers anyway, right? Um, I didn't even mention Wendell Moore Jr. The Wolves obviously wanted to grow him into a bigger role. That remains to be seen because they did add Brown and Milton. Um, but primarily, Austin Rivers was part of that end of the roster contingent that's being swapped out for a new end of the roster. It was never obvious to me that he was going to be back. Um, now, he does talk about the role he played, how some nights he'd start, some nights he'd be told he wouldn't play. I mean, that's true. Right. And and you it's probably better to have a professional, a 30 year old guy that's been around that knows that role than a young player who may not do well being jerked around and having inconsistent minutes. So I, I will concur with that, that Rivers said. 
He did play in 52 games. He did start 10. I mean, he made it sound like he started more than 10 games. And then when he says he guarded the best player on the floor almost every night, that is something I talked about in the show quite a bit last year is I didn't understand why he was like the third guy up when it came to guarding, you know, really good opposing players. Like obviously Jaden McDaniels and Anthony Edwards were first before Nikhil Alexander Walker was on the team. Austin Rivers was kind of that guy and he struggled. Um, at this point in his career, like he was okay, right? Like he was passable, but at this point in his career, he's not a lockdown perimeter defender. Um, and I thought for the most part, he was fine when pressed into duty, but once the Wolves acquired Nikhil Alexander Walker, that became a lot less pressing, right? Because you had Edwards, you had McDaniels until he broke his hand. You had, um, Alexander Walker. There were just several more guys that were better options to guard on the perimeter. Um, they even started using Josh Minot in some situations. Um, Austin Rivers did get, they turned to him a bit more when Jordan McLaughlin had his struggles. And, and I mean, that's certainly true. Um, but it's not like he was a frontline starter guarding on the perimeter all game long. Um, so like I get his frustration if he, and it, who knows, he doesn't, he doesn't insinuate that the Wolves said he'd be back. He just says he assumed he'd be back, which feels like a failure on his agent's part, maybe. Um, we don't know. Like, we don't know what signals the Wolves did or didn't send to him, but he also, it sounded like he still likes Connolly and Finch. So I don't know that the Wolves necessarily did anything wrong here. And, and it's also, it's just a business, right? Perhaps he comes back in the 15th spot and we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Like right now, maybe he's looking elsewhere and hoping he can find a rotation spot. And maybe the Wolves have said like, hey man, if you don't find a spot somewhere else, we still have an open roster spot. You're probably not going to play. We'd love to have you back because you were a good locker room guy. You were a good sideline guy. We can plug and play you if we need to. And realistically, at the end of a close game right now, would they plug in Austin Rivers if they were in a tough spot injury-wise or foul trouble-wise? Would you rather plug in Austin Rivers or Wendell Moore Jr., right? Clearly, the Wolves want to grow Wendell Moore Jr. into a bigger role, and he's going to have to do something this year if he wants to, you know, uh, if he wants to find his way into the rotation at some point. Um, he's going to have to contribute when he's called upon, at least at a, at a more successful level than he did last year. But you'd still rather have Austin Rivers in a pinch, right? Um, he was just simply more productive. So maybe there is, and I don't know, but maybe that's still on the table. Maybe he still does find his way back. I just don't know that the 15th roster spot is going to be best used on an Austin Rivers. I said the other day, I think it should be somebody with a defined skill that they could be good at when they're asked to to you know to come into a game because it won't be often and when it when it is when they are called upon it's going to be an important role that they're going to have to play so I, in my mind it's a really good shooter it's a really good defender Lamar Stevens is the one name that we've talked about that I think kind of fits that role because I think he's he can be a, a plus defender and he can contribute on the glass he could do those things at a league average or better level um, I guess you could argue Austin Rivers could be that as a combo guard the one issue with him is He's he wants to score the balls in his hands. He wants to be, as he says, an elite scorer. And is that really what you need out of your 15th guy? Right. It's one of the reasons why I don't think Dacian Nix makes the team. I think it's pretty likely he's in Iowa this year. Um, whereas if he Krejci, he's somebody who's going to try and distribute. He's going to try it, which is another reason why I don't think he gets the 15th spot, because he doesn't have that one premier NBA skill or premier is maybe not the right word, but like clear NBA skill. Um, above average NBA skill. These guys are more well-rounded type players. And with your 15th roster spot, I think you need to find something to lean into. So Rivers' comments about the Wolves were positive, really. It was just more he was confused why they didn't want him back. And I get it, right? I mean, um, he's not better than Shake Milton. He's not better than Troy Brown Jr. And if the Wolves want to try and grow Wendell Moore Jr. into a role or Josh Minot into a role, um, then Austin Rivers is the odd man out. 
right? Uh, that makes sense. Like the, there's really nothing to be confused about there. Uh, but again, it wouldn't be a shock, especially given these comments, if he's back with the 15th roster spot. I just think he's probably going to find a spot somewhere else. There's still some other teams that have um, roster spots available. So I, I think we'll see him in a camp with somebody for sure. Um, it's, it, it is surprising it hasn't happened yet. All right, let's close by talking about a few other former Wolves players. There's actually less former Wolves that were on the team last year than you might think. A lot of this roster is going to be the same. But let's talk about a few former Wolves, a couple who have found homes, a couple who are still on the market um, and looking for somewhere to go to camp. Um, so we'll talk about all that here next. Today's episode of Lockdown Wolves is brought to us by our friends over at Bird Dogs. Put simply, Bird Dogs make you look good. I wear them almost every single day. Um, basically, if I'm not at work, if I'm not having to wear business clothes, I'm wearing Bird Dogs. They are stretch khaki shorts. They're designed to fit you slimmer through the thigh and leg. They give your legs a truly sculpted look, and they are beyond comfortable. They feels like you're wearing basketball shorts, athletic shorts, but it looks like you're wearing actual khaki shorts and they aren't that knit cotton that's just not comfortable uh, they're they're not they're not stiff right um, it's this it's this cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but it stretches so again they fit slimmer they look better on you and they look like you can wear them to the store my typical weekend I'll wear them at home around the house I'll run to the store or whatever go out wear them um, go to a barbecue at a friend's house wear the shorts go out where and that's I'll literally wear them around the house just kind of hanging out watching TV on the couch watching football on a Sunday whatever um, whereas usually if you go out and about you're wearing khaki shorts you come home you throw on basketball shorts or sweatpants right I don't do that with bird dogs I just keep wearing them all day they're extremely functional and extremely comfortable um, plus right now you can get a free gift water bottle um, I'm going to Friday show. I'm going to try and wear my bird dogs hat. That was one of the, the free gifts they did with an order this summer was a free tech hat right now. It's a free bird dogs water bottle. I also have a, have a, a thermos, like a, um, it's, it's just like a Yeti tumbler really. Um, and it works fantastic. Those were the past two free gifts. So if, if this water bottle is anything like those, it's extremely high quality. Just go to birddogs.com slash lockdown NBA, enter the promo code Locked on NBA at checkout for that free Bird Dogs water bottle. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it at the bottom of your screen. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We can promise you that. All right, beyond Austin Rivers, there are a few other former Timberwolves players that still do not have teams. Um, the other players that were on the roster at the end of last season that are not currently on a team include, uh, well, I guess it's really the... The only players that were on the Wolves roster at the end of last season that aren't on the Wolves roster now are Austin Rivers, Nate Knight, Torian Prince, Jalen Noel. That's it. Everybody else that was on the Wolves roster to end the season is still on the roster. Um, we talked about Austin Rivers still being a free agent. Jalen Noel is still a free agent. He's the one that's most intriguing to me. Um, I like... I know why he's not on, like, it's pretty obvious. If if teams watched him play last year, why he's unsigned, he had a bad season. But two years ago, I mean, Chris Finch was talking about him last summer as part of the Wolves' core moving forward, and it was like, how are they going to extend him? Because he was so good in 21-22 that literally Finch was mentioning him in the same interviews, the same breath as Jade McDaniels, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, like as part of the young core, because he was that good two years ago. And I don't know if it's because he got, you know, two in his head about what his role was supposed to be this year. He was trying to be Jamal Crawford off the bench and really they just needed him to, to just, you know, chill out and, and pick his spots and be that light version of D'Angelo Russell that I always thought he kind of was when he was on his game. And that did not happen. 
Um, he had a bad season. He was inefficient. He shot the ball very poorly, under 30% from three. Didn't pass it very well as a below average defender. He remains a free agent. There was a rumor about a month, six weeks ago, that the Mavericks were interested. Uh, since then, there's been some question about whether or not that was true. I think their roster is full now anyway. Uh, the Golden State Warriors did have Noel in for a workout with some other NBA veterans recently. Clearly, he's got the talent level to be in the NBA. I would be absolutely shocked if he doesn't go to camp with somebody. My hunch is he's got invites for camp, similar to Dacian Nix, who just uh, you know spent two years with the Rockets and signed a camp deal with the Wolves. But he's probably holding out for something that has a bit more guaranteed money to it, seeing as he just you know was on a roster for four years and made a few million bucks, and like he he's looking, he has a bit more pedigree, right? Um, I'd be surprised if he got it at this point. I, I do think he'll be in camp with somebody. I think he'll be on a camp deal and we'll try and make a roster that way um, because he has the talent to be in the NBA. It's just a matter of can he find the right situation and can he play like he did two years ago and not like last year. So someone will take a very, uh, not not a real risk, not a real chance, right? Somebody will take that, um, take that mini step toward bringing him in and just seeing what he has in camp. I, I think that'll happen for sure. Um, Nate Knight signed a two-way deal with the New York Knicks quite a while back. Of course, he'd been on a two-way deal with the Hawks several years back, then a two-way deal with the Wolves. Before last season, the Timberwolves did give him a two-year deal that was only guaranteed for, for actually, only part of the first year. He stuck on the roster the whole season. The Wolves waived him this year, or they did not pick up his second year. I guess technically they waived him because the second year was fully non-guaranteed. So he signed a two-way deal with the Knicks. Uh, the Wolves told him he wasn't going to have a spot here. That made sense with the Nas Reed extension and then drafting Leonard Miller. So Nate Knight is on a two-way deal for the third time in his four NBA seasons with the New York Knicks. Um, so that's where he went. And Torian Prince, we know, is with the Lakers, right? The Wolves waived him. He signed that $4.5 million deal with the Lakers, which is roughly half of what he would have had in Minnesota had the Wolves kept him. Uh, but he'll be a rotation player on what should be a good Lakers team this year. So that's everybody that was on the Wolves roster at the end of last season where they're at now. Other players that played with the Wolves last year that remained free agents, or not that remained free agents, but that left the team during the season. A.J. Lawson was on a two-way deal early last season for the Wolves twice. They waived him, brought him back on a two-way, waived him again. He only played in one game at the NBA level. He signed a two-way deal midseason last year with the Mavericks and spent all season with them, played, I think, 14 games at the NBA level, and is still with the Dallas Mavericks on a two-way deal. So A.J. Lawson seems to have found something of a home, at least for now. And then the only other player they let go in season, not including D'Angelo Russell, who they, of course, traded away, was Bryn Forbes, who they waived after the trade deadline in February. Of course, the week after they waived him, he was uh, arrested for uh, a domestic violence charge in San Antonio. And since then, the charges were dismissed. Um, it sounds obviously like a horrible situation and, um, you know, uh, there's not really anything else to say about that other than than it was a, a terrible thing that happened. Um, it does sound like he, the legal portion of it has been resolved and he is still a free agent. But there's also some reports out there that he's kind of resigned to, hey, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to play in the NBA again. He's 29. He had a bad last couple of seasons. He's a poor defender. He didn't even shoot the ball well in a Wolves uniform last year. And now with the domestic violence past, it's going to be really difficult for him to find a job at the NBA level, um, and understandably so, right? Um, so it's likely we've seen the last of Bryn Forbes at the NBA level. So hopefully he gets things straightened out. And obviously, um, you know, thoughts are with uh, the rest of his family that was affected by uh, what happened uh, in February. So no more Bryn Forbes at the NBA level, very likely. AJ Lawson still with the Mavericks. And that's it. I mean, the majority of this roster is going to be the same, right? You look at the 15 players, um, 
of those 15, and Jalen Clark's on a two-way, right? So one of the two two draft picks this year. So the only guys on that 15-man roster that are that are new are Shake Milton, Troy Brown Jr., and Leonard Miller. That's it. Everybody else was on the team last year or was acquired at the deadline. Obviously, they brought back in Nikhil Alexander-Walker. But this is an important level of continuity for the Wolves. After churning so much of this roster over the Gerson Rosas years and then early in the Tim Connolly tenure, or not really not early, really just last summer, now you've got some stability. You've got eight of your top 10 players in your rotation were with this team when the season ended last year. Literally just Shake Milton and Troy Brown Jr. being the only guys that weren't when the season ended last year. Eight of the 10 in your main rotation and, you know, 13 of your 14 right now in guaranteed deals were with this team last year. That is, or I should say 11 of 14. Um, that's an incredible number. And it's, and like I said, continuity is important and that should lend itself to hopefully a much better, more productive training camp in preseason. The Wolves kick off camp next Wednesday, and then they actually go play overseas. I believe in Abu Dhabi against the Dallas Mavericks. So they have preseason games here in like two weeks. So we'll be covering that, of course, here on the show. It'll give us something to talk about early in October as we see the Wolves on the court here uh, in short order. I'd be surprised if Ant and Kat and Rudy and the guys that played internationally played a ton early on in preseason, but um, we'll see. We'll see what, what happens when camp kicks off next week. All right, that's all I have for you today. Of course, we'll be back tomorrow on Friday with another show. And then all next week, Monday through Friday, as we get you ready for the kickoff of camp, we get into the player preview series and more. A big thank you to those of you that do make Lockdown Wolves your first listen every day. Of course, this show is free and available everywhere, including YouTube, as well as all of your favorite audio platforms, wherever you like to listen to podcasts, you can find Lockdown Wolves. You can also watch on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app, which can be found at both Roku and Amazon at Fire TV. You can also follow on Twitter at Lockdown T-Wolves, and also at B-Beacon with two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N. Of course, the Lockdown Wolves podcast is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Remember, the Lockdown Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Lockdown Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time.